Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor so maybe you have asked the question at some point in your life why do christians judge well you have found the right podcast i'm mark dickey and i'm Bert miller and this is the why do christians podcast Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark Dickey. I host a daily afternoon show on a Christian radio station called The Bridge. My co-host is Bert Miller. He's the lead pastor at Solid Ground Church in Lewis, Delaware. Bert, how are you today? Mark, Philip, Sousa, <laughs> Dickey, I'm fantastic. I thought you were going to say Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> oh, that would have been better. That would have been better. <laughs> Well, this podcast is a place where we answer your questions about the Christian faith, Christian culture, and one of the ways that we get those questions is when you write into us. And so we love receiving emails. You can send us your questions at podcast at wearethebridge.org. Now, Bert, I had a couple come in that were all around the same theme, okay. which is kind of like, why do Christians judge other people? And so mm. I thought, why don't we why don't we combine them together into one episode? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like Voltron. We're, <laughs> we're bringing them all together to form the superior. I'm going really nerdy on this episode. What are they I? called? Yeah. What the Voltron? Is it the Voltron? I don't, I don't remember. Like in Power Rangers, it There's was the, the, Mega, the Megazord. Yeah. I mean, isn't it just called Voltron? I don't know. Like the the big... You're a decade older than me. Touche. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just old enough to remember Voltron as existing, but not old enough to be in the ins and outs of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, okay. this is not the Why Do Voltron podcast. It could be <laughs> if, if we just went for it. All right. Coming soon, the Why Do Voltron podcast. <laughs> no, let me read you one of the one of the emails we received from a friend. Uh, uh, this person wished to remain anonymous. Wait, really, really quick. You just struck me with Voltron as a verb, and I can't let that go. <laughs> as like, what? Why do Voltron? Like... <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But quite, quite the question. I'm so sorry. But for whatever reason, the word Voltron is just, it occupies a special place in my brain right now. Voltron. Okay. 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Now I'm Googling. All right. Why do Voltron. <laughs> what comes up? End so badly. <laughs> oh, does it? Why do Voltron problematic? What happened to Voltron? What do Voltron say when forming? Okay. Why are Voltron. Do they, what do they. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I think we're probably dealing with some very, very important topics, but like, I, I really want to know the answers to these. All right. Well, another time. Well, the show is done. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All, right. All right. We've got a, a letter from a friend. A letter. It's an email. Okay. We just got a letter. We just... Did you ever watch Blue's Clues with your kids? No, I'm too old for that. Okay. All right. Whippersnapper. Here's all right. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring this conversation down. Okay. 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 <laughs> so we're talking about judgment. We had a couple people ask. You know why? Why is it? You know Christians are so welcoming. 
you know, why are, why do they judge people? This person mm-hmm. said they wish to be remain anonymous, by the way, you can, we can share your name. We can, if you want to be anonymous, that's totally cool. This we person call you Voltron. wanted to be anonymous. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. Our <laughs> Here's what our friend wrote in. They said, I sometimes struggle with judging others. I assume it's because I want the world to be right. Quote unquote, right. Mm. However, I know the word. So the Bible says not to judge. So why do Christians judge others when the Bible says not to? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, let's clarify some stuff maybe about what the Bible says and what it doesn't say. Right. So, you know, if I'm looking at this question, um, what I think the person who wrote in is probably referencing would be Matthew seven famous, like sermon on the Mount. Jesus is giving these very, very famous teachings, right? You know, he's got like the blessed of the poor. You've got the, the golden rule. Yeah. yeah. Matthew, Matthew seven, what he says, this is, uh, Matthew seven, one and two, probably the most famous part of that teaching, but it's not all of that teaching. And so what he says is do not judge or you too will be judged, right? Or judge not lest you be judged. Probably the more famous, uh, version of that. Yeah. He says, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. Right. So what, what tends to happen, I think, is uh, many of us, we hear this and we hear uh, sort of a, hey, don't call anybody on anything. Um, don't be judgmental be- because here's Jesus saying, don't be judgmental. Right. The problem is that that kind of treatment of the verse presupposes um, what we might call a, a postmodern worldview, which is this belief that, hey, you know, truth is relative, what's true for me might not be true for you, what's true for you might not be true to me, and it, and it gets rid of abject standards. Hmm. Um, the context for this teaching doesn't allow for that kind of viewpoint of saying, hey, we never judge anyone or anything. So, here, let, let me just read to you again verses 1 and 2, but let's add in verse 3, which is Jesus' application of that teaching. Okay, and so he says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Okay, verse 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Mm. Okay, so what's the point of that statement? Is it that we never say things are right or wrong? Is it that we never confront? No. He's saying don't be a hypocrite. That's, that's, that's the point of this passage right here is, listen, okay, if you're if you're going around and you're casting judgment on things people do and, you know, you're – you're going through life, but listen, you're not examining you. You've got a real big problem there. You know, I'd say it like this. Um, this, this is a true story. So years ago, uh, I had a guy who was part of my church who was very, very loud uh, and vocal and critical towards all kinds of things. I remember uh, one, if you, if you can believe this or not, uh, one week he emailed me because he took exception with me using the word gosh in a sermon. He felt that that was profane. Um, the same guy had huge issues with outbursts of rage and alcoholism. Hmm. Okay. So here's why now here's why I bring this up though, okay? That's plank and speck, right? Mm. He's got these major issues going on in his life that he's not addressing, not getting help for, but he's mad about this little thing over here that I said. And that's exactly what this, this teaching is rebuking right now. Hey, listen, don't be a hypocrite to people. Don't don't go out and and lay into them and not examine yourself. Like, like, deal with what's in your heart. Deal with what's in your life. And so I, I think when we're talking about this idea of judging, be, because this is such a uh, popular, I would say maybe critique of Christianity yeah. uh, and Christians, 
something that we have to, to recognize from the jump is we have to reject what I would sort of call a, a, a false juxtaposition. Like, in other words, like false placing things against each other. That They'll say, that, you know, either you love or you judge, right? That, so if, if I say something is wrong, that's, huh. that's to the I'm not loving somebody. Yeah. Um, but that's not the context of what Jesus said. The context can't be that. And we know that because, listen, even earlier, aside from verse 3, even earlier in chapter 5, like when he's right after like the blessed are the poor, he's saying things to his followers like, listen, you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. In other words, you're the ones who keep things from going bad. Well, this would indicate that there's such things as truth that you need to stand up for and say and do. I mean, the same Jesus who says these things gives instructions in Matthew 18 for how to confront somebody. So this can't be a thing of Jesus would say never confront or never judge a situation. The issue is, hey, look at you. Are you being a hypocrite right now? Um, and, and this is so, so, so important because the way I think we deal with things as a very non-confrontational culture is, is we assume that if somebody says something to me that I don't like, it means that they don't love me. Hmm. And, and we, we cognitively know why that's wrong, but maybe emotionally we don't. So one of the things that I would just say with this question first and foremost is, I love this question because the person is already approaching it with a humility that Jesus uh, and what we've just read would yeah. encourage, right? Like, hey, you know, I struggle with judging other people. Praise God for you. I love that you're not quick to the trigger to want to say or rebuke or, or, or what have you. Like, that, okay, I want to examine me. I want to, you know, I, I struggle with this. I struggle with that. So I would say, hey, let, let's just encourage you, um, our listening friend, that, hey, you are, you are wanting to do right by God and people. And it sounds to me like okay, okay, maybe you've misunderstood this passage in Matthew seven, which is easy to do if it's if it's isolated. Um, but it sounds to me like you're on like the right course of action. This might be a terrible example, but I also know that the the reason, and I won't say we judge others, but the reason we point things out is because we're genuinely trying to help someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if if I see my one and a half year old grabbing a a big piece of food that I know she can't chew. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. She can't talk yet and say, stop judging me, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, but then again, like we also have to clarify what we mean by this word judgment, right? So to some people, what it means is, you know, being denigrated, put down. Um, and we would say there's no place for that among believers, but other times judgment means maybe accountability. Hmm. You know, somebody saying, hey, you're, I love you enough to tell you I think you're doing something that's bad for you or bad for someone else. Um, if I said in a respectful way, I, you know, that, that's something else entirely. It, it's, it comes down to what we mean by that word. Um, we live, again, in times where for many of us, you know, people believe that they are their own highest authority. In mm-hmm. other words, you know, as long I'm doing this and as long as it doesn't hurt so-and-so or somebody else, it's okay for me to do the, the problem with that viewpoint, of course, is, well, how do you know the, the ripples of your actions throughout humanity and uh, eternity? And so um, we, we just kind of have to clarify, well, like, what do we mean by judgment right now? Do mm-hmm. we mean like Christians saying no? Do we mean Christians being mean? Do we mean Christians um, taking a stand for anything? Like, like, what are we talking about? Because here's the other, here's the other part of it. Um, there, okay, so the question asked, you know, like, um, I know Christians aren't supposed to judge. Actually, the New Testament says the exact opposite. Like here's this passage. This isn't this isn't First Corinthians five. This is when Paul is addressing a, a scandal within the church, 
okay, like the church in Corinth. And this is what he says. Like, this is his instruction to believers. Listen to this. It's 1 Corinthians 5, verses 12 and 13. He says, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? In other words, hey, listen, I'm not going to be surprised when people who don't know Jesus act like they don't know Jesus, okay? <laughs> All right, but, but within it, within our ranks, with other brothers and sisters, okay? That's the first half of verse 12. He says this, are you not to judge those inside? Okay, what's his expectation? Mm. That you will judge the conduct and actions of those within the church. He continues in verse 13, God will judge those outside. That's why he says, expel the wicked person from among you. Now, that's crazy, right? Because we have a biblical command, judge inside the church. Like, what? And just so I can Greek nerd out for a second there, yeah. all right? The word that we translate as judge is the Greek word krino, right here in First Corinthians, the same word that Jesus uses in Matthew 7 when he talks about judge not lest you be judged. Hmm. Okay, so here, here's, I think the thing to realize is, the thing to realize is, no, we have an obligation to, um, within like the context of love and relationship, at points, challenge each other and say things that somebody might not want to hear. Hmm. Um, because that's how this works. Again, like the same Jesus who says to me, Come to me, all, you know, who are heavy and laden, uh, and you'll find rest for your souls, the same Jesus who welcomes the sinner. Also, in Matthew 18, gives instructions for putting people out of the church. Hmm. Now, that's crazy unless you realize that love at points means discipline. Um, I think, I think yeah. that also you kind of indirectly proved a point that people will take these verses from Scripture that have very specific purposes and meanings in what they're, the author is trying to convey and you'll grab one verse out yeah. of it and think, well, this applies to this group of people in 2023, mm-hmm. but really it was referring to a specific group of people 2000 years ago, or this was referring to all people at all times. And right. well, what, what you're, you're talking about there is what's called exegesis, which is you're, you're learning to, to read, the scripture going out of it, not reading into it. And so one of the ways that you sort of practice this faithful biblical interpretation is you look at precisely that, you look at context. And that that's how you, like, um, there's a there's a thing that we teach folks at our church when we're teaching them to study the Bible. We, we say, you want to use AIM. AIM stands for Author's Intended Meaning. Like, who are they writing to? Why mm-hmm. were they writing? What's it like to best understand a passage, passage of scripture, understand why it was written and to whom it was written. Um, the, the context here for the judge not lest you be judged tells us what he's talking about. He's talking about not being hypocrites. Hmm. Um, and we also see, but here's the other part of this, and, and this is so cool to see. We see that the early church, you know, who uh, take these teachings of Jesus and apply them, we see that like they actually live by them, right? Because they're dealing with, let's just say it, man, doing life together at points is messy, you know, like we, we're all learning. We're all, we all screw up sometimes. We all get things right, wrong, and at different points for sure. And sometimes that involves correction. Sometimes that involves what I would call a judgment, right? And there's this really cool passage. This is in Galatians 6. This is when Paul's uh, talking about, hey, what do we do if somebody is caught up in a destructive pattern, like they're embracing sin, they're embracing something the scriptures would say are wrong? This is what he says here in Galatians 6 1. And I love this. Talk about that idea of like, listen, like, like take the log out of your own eye. Listen to this. He says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. 
And then listen to this next part. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. In other words, hey, you've got somebody and, and they've they've fallen to this, they've given it, all right, and you want to and the goal in all of it is restoration. You want to build the person up in their relationship with Jesus and get them back on track with him, but watch yourself. Make sure that you're you're dealing with that thing in your own eye. So that mm. so that you're not caving into a pride, you're not caving into maybe what whatever they had given into. Who knows? And I, and I love that sort of sober look at yourself because that's a, that's totally in keeping with Matthew seven that we read earlier. And so you know, I, I just um, there's some people like they're they're they love confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one of them. <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I I don't get a lot of joy. Like I, I will confront. Because I love the person, and so if I think they're doing something that's bad for them, I'll tell them. But there's not like a thing of like I just can't wait to put them in their place or anything like yeah. that. So I actually I, I've I've got questions that I kind of just ask myself before I ever have a hard conversation. I don't know if this would be helpful or not, but sure. Okay. So the first thing I want to know is like you know if I'm talking about judging a situation or judging the actions of a person, very first thing that I want to know before I do anything else is do I see clear scripture addressing what's going on? Okay. So that's important. Because if we're talking about a social thing, you know, somebody bugs me because of, you know, I don't know, they they grind their teeth together when they, they I mean, that's that's not scripture, all right? That's probably, I, I can just be quiet. Um, but okay, no, are they engaging in something or living in a way that contradicts the way that Jesus has instructed his disciples to live as we walk in relationship with God and with each other? So is, is there clear scripture addressing what's going on? It's the very first thing I want to ask. Okay, once I know that, the next question that I want to ask, and this is what we're talking about this idea of gentleness, um, is where is the person in their relationship with God? Hmm. In other words, what can they handle? And it doesn't mean that I don't say anything, but it does color the way that I say it and when and how much. Um, so, for instance, okay, is the person already a Christian? If the answer is no, well, what we saw in 1 Corinthians, it's God's, judge to, or God's job to judge outside the church. I'm not going to mess with it, okay? Are they a believer? How about this? Um, okay, are they brand new at this faith? Is it possible that this is brand new information to them? Okay, well, that's going to color what I say and why. Or, okay, just so you know, here's this. Or is this, hey, we've talked about this before, and it just keeps coming up. Like, okay, where are they at in their relationship with God? Because I want to be considerate of their heart. Yeah. Third, third thing that I ask is this. Um, where is their per- or, I'm sorry, where is this person in their relationship with me? In other words, um, have, I, have I earned the right to speak into their life? Because if I haven't, um, I want to tread really carefully with anything that I say. Um, and so, you know, when I sit down with somebody and and we have a hard conversation, and I do that every now and then, um, what I want to make sure I know before going into is, man, do they know my love for them? Like, if, like if we were to leave today and they were, and you know, we were to disagree and all that stuff, and, and my hope, whenever I have our, our conversation, a judgment conversation, it's not that that's where we leave. My hope is that the person is built up, but would they going into the conversation be able to say, man, I know Bert loves me. And I, and I know that, um, you know, he might disagree with me right now, but I know he really, really cares about me and what's happening in my life. Mm. If not, I want to build a foundation there as well, because, um, it, it's, it's just that important. Like, I, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of fruit in just spouting things at people for the sake of spouting them. Like the goal is, is brotherhood and, and being built up in the Lord. All right. And then here's the last question, and this is so, so helpful. And actually, I get this from the Matthew 7, okay? Here's the question I really want to ask. And these aren't necessarily in like a step-by-step order. Maybe I should have said that better, or I don't know if I'm contradicting myself. I don't remember. But like, but just here's another one just to ask. Um, why is this provoking my spirit in the way that it is? Hmm. 
That like, sounds like a plank in the eye kind of yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like, or a former plank in the eye. Yeah. What's what is it, is it bugging me because I've been there and know where it leads? Is it bugging me because okay, I see that it's hurting them and other people? But hey, how about this? Is it bugging me because I'm convicted about me? Hmm. All right, now this is a thing that we don't like to talk about, but um, the truth is when you're dealing with shame, when you're dealing with sin, when you're dealing with okay, man, I feel like a hypocrite here, or I mean, I, you know, gosh, I don't know, I snapped at my kids today and I feel bad about that and whatever. There's something in us that, that I don't think is godly, but what we try to do is pivot to making it up to God. And so if I'll, you know, mm-hmm. I'll stand for a better thing, well, I'll do this. And, and at that point, it's not about the person you're talking to, it's about you. So like, when Jesus says like the whole thing of like, address the plank in your eye, isn't it interesting that that's so, so much bigger of a piece of wood? Because the truth isn't, and I don't know if you ever thought about it, but like unaddressed sin, it blinds us and it warps us. You know, I, I can tell you, having been a pastor now for 14 years, some of the loudest, most angriest people who lacked the most grace for other brothers and sisters usually had some area of sin that they were complacent with in their lives. Mm. And so the rage that they were feeling towards themselves spewed over onto other people. And so I want to just ask before I sit down with somebody and have a, a judgment conversation, hey, is there anything in me right now where I need to deal with me? Mm. Um, I, I think these these questions are important before we, we talk about whatever it is that, that's going on. Yeah. And that I can honestly, looking at my own life, the the times that I have had hard conversations with other believers in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. like where, where I've had these. Yeah. A lot of times it's the frustration kind of, you know, looking into myself stewed from, well, I had to get over that mm. and this person's not. So I need to tell them and get them on the right path. Well, but you think about like, um, I, I know the, the pushback is like, cause we, we want to be people who stand for integrity. We want people who stand on the word, and these are good and right, and yes, and amen, and that we should. Um, and so, I know maybe somebody, you're even as I'm, as I'm saying this stuff, like that, your, your pushback is, well, Jesus never did that. To try to be like, yeah, but didn't he though? You know, two two examples that would spring to mind. Number one, think about the Roman centurion who comes to Jesus for healing, uh, his uh, servant, and Jesus says, you know, you've got great faith, right? Um, and heals the guy's servant. But let's also recognize that Jesus didn't command him to leave the oppression of the Roman army. Um, that's not where he was yet. And let's be clear, the Roman army was vicious. All right? Uh, in, in the same way, I think of uh, Jesus with the woman at the well in John uh, 4, where he confronts her on her, her past and lifestyle. Mm. And when she changes the subject, he just lets her change the subject. Because the truth is, the Lord is patient. Now, again, that's not that's not a condoning of sin. That's not a, so, you know, just stick with it. I'm sure it'll all be fine. No, because it could be that the Lord in his patience is choosing to speak and rebuke through us. I mean, this is clearly in, in 2 Timothy where Paul's like, hey, uh, preach the word, rebuke, uh, encourage, right? Because there be a time where people don't put up with uh, sound doctrine. So for sure, we absolutely need to at points have conversations that are rough. But what I'm saying is you need to gauge where the person is so that you can best uh, have fruit in that. I, I don't believe in the sort of scorched earth mentality, which is don't factor any of that in and just say really hard things and trust that it's going to be fine. <laughs> well, okay, am I, am, I, am I sensitive to the leading of the Spirit in that? Am I, uh, am I seeing precedent for that in Scripture? And I think Galatians would say no, because Galatians has the whole thing of do so with gentleness. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. <laughs> hey, Mark, do you like commercials? I do. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. 
Well, you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand. A, a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture. Or Wi-Fi. <laughs> Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I, I think that's it. I think we got it. Well, why don't we read another question from the that came in, another yeah. email we received. Yeah. So this person's also anonymous. They said, honestly, it surprises me when so-called Christians do judge because I hear the saying, come as you are all the time. But do they really mean it? For me, I felt judged at the beginning of my faith walk. I walked in and I think she meant uh, to church. Mm hmm. I walked in as a single mom, not married, looking for hope, looking for love, looking for acceptance. What I got were the looks and the, we love you, but you should have done this and you need to do this. It was like I had to earn my way in. That's heavy. Uh, yeah. Later on in my faith walk, I realized I wasn't here to get acceptance or love from them because I had a father who loved me unconditionally. Father talking about God. I had a God who sure. loved me unconditionally with open arms and was proud to call me his daughter. That moment is when I realized that people are still learning and growing spiritually and that I needed and what I needed to do was pray for them and show them love. Just how Christ loved me. I wanted people to come as they are. I want people to come as they are and give them a hug and say, welcome home. Hmm. There's like a whole arc. There's like a whole story in that question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, man. This one's a little bit tough for me because I wasn't there. So I, I can't necessarily speak to it with uh, much accuracy. What yeah. this person's been through. Um, the, the reason I say that it's like this. So I, I've been married for 19 years now. Um, my wife and I, we've, we've just celebrated our 19th anniversary a couple weeks ago. And um, one thing that I've learned in, in our time being uh, married is sometimes there's what's said and then there's what's heard. Mm -hmm. Right? So sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes what, what I say is not my wife hears. Sometimes what, what my wife hear says is not what I hear. Um, it's just a reality. And so listen, this is one part of a conversation. Right, you know, I don't know the, the the church that she was part of. I don't know what was said to her. Um, I, I so it, it's really tough for me to gauge. Like, okay, you know, what what are we what are we asking right now? You know, mm -hmm. so okay, are, are we saying let's let's go best case scenario. Best case scenario is okay. Uh, the person who wrote this in is dealing with one hundred percent objective historical fact recollection of the events with no emotion no pain tied into it whatsoever mm. um could be I, I i don't know the person so so i i'm not going to insult their integrity could absolutely be the the other option is okay the person heard some things that they misinterpreted um and uh they're maybe carrying uh some pain and a grudge from that um or the option the other option is hey you know what um it's a mixture of the two or then okay when we're talking about you know so and so said this to me we're talking about congregants are we talking about leaders or i mean like there there's right. enough there's enough vagueness here that i'm, I'm kind of like i'm hesitant to go well it should be like this or it should be like that yeah um i, I think a couple things stand out to me um as i'm as i'm, as I'm i have it in front of me here as i'm just rereading so the first thing that, that actually it just gives me pause 
um, if I'm being honest, where it says, honestly, it surprises me when so-called Christians do judge. And the reason that gives me pause is because that is a judgment. Like to say, all right, so-called Christians do. What you're saying is if, if somebody judges me, I, I'm making an indication about their faith. Um, now, it could be that they're not practicing like the Matthew 7 that we said earlier. They, you know, they're being a hypocrite. Okay. Or is this person operating off of a thing of, hey, Christians never say hard things? I, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. Um, you know, when she talks about, listen, you know, I was a single mom. I went in and I was looking for love and, and looking for acceptance. I say, yes, and welcome to the family. Like, come on in because the gospel is for all of us. You have a Savior who is willing to wipe away your past, to, to give you the hope of eternity for future, to fill you with His Spirit, to walk through life with you. Yes and amen. You come be part of the family of God. I hope that you are satisfied here and you find community that accurately reflects the love and embrace of Christ. I want that for you. Mm. Okay? Um, you know what? I, I, I just can't help but think that it needs to be said somewhere in this episode that we are all people who need Jesus. Yeah. We are all messed up people. We have sinned. We've fallen short of the glory of God and we've all been quote unquote there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that the, the antagonists in this letter possibly are people who forgot where they came from could be or, or all of us have been there where it's like <laughs> sure yeah yeah and, and maybe that that speaks to the thing at the end there where um she says like i had to realize that people are still learning and growing maybe that's yeah, a measure maybe yeah. that's a measure of grace there that hey you know what i was mad at them but then i realized they're just as broken as me um what what's hard for me to hear is when she says like you know there were things that she had to do um to be part of the community. In other words, like I have to measure up here to be uh, embraced in it. And I just have tons of different questions with that. Are we, are we saying, okay, you know, was she living in a way that was contrary to scripture that somebody confronted her on? Yeah. Um, was it a thing of, like, you know, when she says the thing about like, you know, you should have done this or done that. What was that conversation? Was it, um, Hey, looking back going forward, maybe you didn't know this, but just here's how we do. Like, here's how we live. Um, or what? Like, it, it's horrifying to me to think that somebody said, "Okay, yeah, here's your past that Jesus has forgiven you of. You can't change any of it, but you should have done this anyway." It's it's like, kind of like terrifying. Be, being kicked when you're down. Yeah, it's like yeah. I just I just want to become a Christian, and yeah. I you know I think I do believe in this God thing. Yeah, and all the other people who believe in God are telling me they're just like, "Nope, you're wrong. You're terrible." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, that's I, how I read the letter. I, I just hope. See, and that's the thing. I don't know the person. And so, like, my friend, if you're listening in, please don't hear me insulting your integrity because I, I don't know you. Um, mm. My hope, I just hope that you're wrong right now. I hope I hope that it, this just wasn't a situation of somebody kicking you while you're down because that is so horrendous. Um, and instead, like, like what I want to believe is that, okay, maybe there was just a, a conversation that came out wrong um, because I would hate that you went through that. But if you did, I am so sorry. Mm. And I would also say this, um, my, my hope for you is like in this last thing here where you said, um, you know, as you're recognizing that, that people uh, are on different points of the journey and that you want, you want to give them a hug and say, welcome home. My hope is that indicates that you know you stuck with the faith anyway, that you stayed in a body of believers. Okay, you had this bad experience, um, but you chose to stick with it. I think God honors that. I think that's 
fantastic if that's how that went down. Um, you know, I, I say it like this sometimes when people tell me, you know, I, I, I can't be part of a church because I had this bad experience. You know, I say, well, have you ever been to a bad restaurant? And they'll say, yeah. Okay, like if you went to a restaurant and you found, you know, I don't know, cockroaches under the table and hair in your food, stuff like that, you probably wouldn't go back to that restaurant, right? Yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you stop eating? (laughs) No, you just go to a different place, right? Right. Um, In the same way, I'm not not suggesting jettisoning from a church every time we're offended because at that point you're never going to form relationships. But if you've been in a toxic environment where some people are genuinely horrible to you, my 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 heart goes out to you, and also I just want to say props to you that you have stuck with being Christian, and hopefully that you have found a church uh, where that's not the case. Now, um, the truth is, churches are made up of Christians who are people, like kind of what you're saying earlier. Yeah. Um, and people screw up, and so if you're hoping that you find a, a church environment where people never hurt your feelings, you're never going to find it because that's just not how human relationships work. But and you know what the other part is interesting to realize is. Um, my experience with church, I, I, I've seen really, really good, and I've seen really, really bad. I would say the good outnumbers the bad 100 to 1. Mm-hmm. But the bad sticks with me, doesn't it? I remember the bad stuff so much more vividly. Right. Um, that's how pain works. Um, and I, w- I would just tell you, like, don't let the enemy rob you of the joy of being in a Christian community because of the bad, which is vastly outweighed by the good. To say nothing of the teachings and, and commands of Christ for believers to be in fellowship, like that aside, just for your own heart, don't jettison because of maybe an improper judging. But again, not being there, I don't know. Bert, thank you for your input on the topic of judgment. This is just mm-hmm. just kind of interesting to me that we had a couple people right off the bat yeah. at, write in about judgment. Yeah. So thank you to our, our two friends who sent in questions and thank you for listening because we need to just always be asking questions. I think the moment we stop asking questions is the time we stop is the moment we stop growing. Mm. And so if you have questions for us to answer here on the podcast, we would love to hear your questions. We'd love to talk about them here on the podcast. Just send them over to podcast at we are the bridge.org. So thank you so much. And if you do enjoy the show, help us get the word out by leaving a rating wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give it five stars. Give it a thumbs up. Whatever your podcast platform does for ratings. Thanks so much for listening. 